Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about the right decision with Lindsay Dotsloff. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. I'm very excited to have my coach on the show today. Lindsay is a coach who works with other coaches who get very perfectionistic, type A, and want to make sure they're doing things right. So today we are talking about doing things right, the idea of the right decision and the wrong decision, and how sometimes looking at things that way actually keeps us stuck. We talk about the idea that there actually might not be a right or wrong decision or way in your relationship. Without further ado, here is the interview. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Do you want to take a minute just to kind of introduce yourself a little bit and who you are, what you do? Sure. I am Lindsay Dotsloff. I am a a life coach. I help coaches master their coaching skills and just be really good at what they do and love what they do, which is how I know you. And I'm so grateful to be here. Yes. Lindsay is my coach that I started working with. Um, As you guys know, we talk a lot on the podcast about, um, you know, fears of if you're making, if you're picking the right partner, making the right choice. And this is like thinking I've really dealt with a lot in my life. And I noticed as I've, you know, really sorted through that in my relationship is same kind of thoughts really popped up around, like, I need to make sure I coach the right way and I need to do it perfectly, which is why I work with Lindsay because Lindsay works with a lot of very type A coaches that are very perfectionistic and want to do it the right way. So (laughs) I thought it'd be fun to have her on to just talk about what, you know, you know, why we get so caught up in that type of thinking and how it can actually hold us back in our lives. Yeah. Of course I work with those people because that's what I had to work through too. Right. So I know a lot about the topic on a personal level and also, you know, just because I focus so much of my work on it. Yeah. I'd actually be curious for you to start there. Like how, how do you feel like getting really focused on like doing it the right way has impacted, like just kind of thinking about your life from like, you know, I don't know, just any aspect to coaching relationship growing up. Yeah. So, I mean, if I think back to even like when I was a teenager, right, like in high school and I had really good grades, but it, hundred percent because I pressured myself so, so much to like do it all perfectly, to do it all right. Mm -hmm. And I even then had so much anxiety and I know that that has a lot to do with it. Right. Because it just, we could go back and like do the whole story. Right. For when I'm like two, but we don't have to go all the way back there, but you know, just from a lot of situations I had when I was younger, I think I just had so much anxiety and I think really an anxious mind is prone to looking for the right way, right? Like what is the right way? Because if I just know the right answer ahead of time, I can protect myself from like all the, the like fallout, right? The negative emotion, the, the anxiety that I don't want to feel all the things. Yes. Yeah. So when we get caught in the right and wrong, I'm curious, like, do you feel like this, do people in general struggle with it or specifically, like, I love how you pointed out anxious brains, right? Is I really want to know the right way. 
Yeah, I think, of course, most people fall into that trap on occasion, right? I think that, of course, wouldn't it be easier if we just did know the right way all the time, right? And so I think that that it's just part of it is human nature, but I think that there are certain personalities that are definitely more prone to looking for it, right? And like really coming from a place of, like you don't notice this in the moment, but trying to protect yourself from feeling whatever feelings you don't want to experience. Yes. I think that was actually my next question is like, why do you think people really focus on that? And I think I 100% agree is it's there's, there's feelings we're afraid of. There's outcomes we're afraid of. Like if I can just figure out the right way, then, then I'll know that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. So I think even when, you know, when you, if you put it in context of relationships, right? It's like, why do I want to know ahead of time that this is the right choice, that this is the right person that like, yes, I should definitely say yes to this person and marry this person and be with them forever, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to know that? Because going to like prevent a lot of heartbreak later. And unfortunately, that's just not a thing that we can know for sure, right? Like right and wrong aren't, okay, there are some times when it's like, yes, there's a right answer to something or a wrong answer. But in general, like in our lives, right and wrong are really just made up in our mind and things that we have to decide this is right for me or this is wrong for me. And we can't know ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. Will will you dive into that further? Because I think that's probably a concept that is like, it's like so mind blowing if you really think about it. But sometimes there really is this clear right and wrong, but a lot of times it's a concept in our mind. Will you explain that? Yeah. And even when I say like, okay, sometimes there's a clear right and wrong. I don't even know that that's true. I think just sometimes it's like if we pulled all of the people, all of the humans, like 99% of them would say like, yeah, don't do this thing. Right. Right. Like don't put your hand on the stove. Like that's definitely the wrong thing to do. Yes. But you know, like 1% might be like, yeah, you should probably do it. Like see what happens. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's that type of right. It's still wrong, not right? 100%. It's still, exactly. it's never 100%. You know, we're right? talking about stuff like, yeah, killing people or stealing. Like most oh, yeah. people are going to say, yes, bad, right? But there are some people out there that would be like, no, moral problem with that at all, right? Yes. So, and so I think what we're talking about, right, is a very like, how do we make choices in our yes. lives? How do we know what we're doing on a, on a broader scale is like the right choice to make or the wrong choice to make? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, I think, is that especially for someone with a very anxious brain, the more time you spend thinking about that, the more time you're like, is this right? Oh my gosh, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it like going back and forth and stressing over it and obsessing over it? The less time you're spending making it right. Right. Which I I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast, I told you before we started, and a couple of things you were talking about it, it was basically exactly that concept, right? It's like when you're spending time telling yourself this has to be, um, which one did I listen to? The one about attraction, like you have to find him attractive all of the time, hundred percent, no other option. That creates so much like turmoil in your, in your body and your brain and like everywhere instead of, no, like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, that has nothing to do with he's the right person for me. Yeah. Yeah. So even like with just making decisions in general, right. Cause, cause what you just pointed to, I think is like, this is one I'll see a lot of my clients is they basically are like, okay, I want to figure out if this is right or not. 
So I, I've created, I create this test mm-hmm. that will then therefore prove, because there's no, there's no objective way to really answer the question if he's right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make up this test and then, and then I'm going to know if he's right. But then naturally attraction is like fluid and it fluctuates. And so now we're like very, com- still very confused as far as if he's right or not, because I was really attracted in this moment. And then this moment when he woke up, didn't look as attractive, right? Yes. Um, but how do you think with the decision-making though, like just kind of in general as we, how do you think a lot of times people try to define it as right or wrong even? Like you said, it's an idea we're making up in our mind. Yeah, I think right is, and this is the problem with it, right? Is like, there's no way to know, but I think the way we're thinking about it is like, okay, the right way is going to be like the, the path with the least amount of yes. pain, right? Yeah. Like it's going to be just the path that is like, everything's going to work out. It's going to be rainbows and sunshine and daisies, and we're going to live happily ever after. And even if you are with someone who, I mean, my husband, I love my husband. He is amazing. He's one of the most kind, amazing humans I know. And sometimes I'm like, what? Get out of here with that. Like, what, what are you talking about? This is, you're crazy, right? Like we still have arguments. We still, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just that decision of like, yeah. And I still choose him because I love him. Yeah. And, and this is cool. Like, do you mind sharing how long you guys have been together for? 17 years in June. Okay. 17 years. I love I that. did the math before I got on because I was like, I bet she's going to ask me. And what if I don't know? <laughs> uh. I remembered, I knew like 15 years was so clear, but that was 2020. We were supposed to go on vacation for 15 years, like all uh-huh. the things. And so somehow like time just stopped there. Like we didn't go on vacation. We didn't. And so now I'm like, I don't know, 15 or more. <laughs> yeah. I like 20, to do the math. 20 and 15 are probably more clear markers. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think it's fun also just because you have been in a relationship longer um, because most of my listeners are people in newer relationships mm-hmm. and, and they're also, or, you know, whatever it's been, I mean, some people it's like upwards of 10, but it's under like that time frame, um, newer to maybe like five years, a lot of my listeners Um, and a lot of their social peers and group are people who are, you know, in brand new relationships or they're still looking for someone. Right. And I remember you were coaching me once and we were talking about, um, I was just explaining to you how some of my clients like really want to, um, you know, feel butterflies all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your face was just so like, what (laughs) (laughs) I've been in a relationship for 17 years. That is not a thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, thinking about right or wrong, when you're first in a relationship or you're first like, oh, I think I really like this person. Like, do I, you know, how can I know if they're the one for me? If I think back to that time for me, it's like all the things I was thinking about, right? Like the butterflies and the, all of that stuff. Not that they just like totally go away and it's like, you're miserable. That's not at all the case, but like the measurements I think I was using are probably nothing that I would even think about now Mm -hmm. if I were to measure it now, right? If I were to say like, okay, if I'm choosing my husband today, like what would be the things? And they're totally different, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some overlap, but mostly different than what I would have even measured then. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like even how we might determine something being right might change over time. 
Definitely. Yeah. Oh, when I was 21, when I met my husband, we dated for a while, but I was 21. He owned a bar. I thought that was a great idea. I was like, yes, this is everything. I cannot believe he owns a bar. This is amazing. (laughs) If he owned a bar now, no way. (laughs) That would be awful, right? It's like, I thought that that was so cool in the moment. And now thinking back to that, right? Like thinking back to that priority of like, oh, it's just going to be so much fun all the time. Mm -hmm. Not my version of fun anymore. Right. It's just like, that was a long time ago. Yes. Because like you've changed as the person, right. And so it's probably he and obviously your whole life situation is different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he, yeah. When he told me he was selling the bar, I was like, yes, I'm on board. Let's do it. You're getting your MBA. Yes. That is my version of fun. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) That I think that's such a fun example though. Cause yeah, I think about, um, you know, something that I kind of had that a similar insight where I realized like, you know, one of the things that I like really got hung up in that was very important to me was like, um, how is like, how are we being perceived in social situations? Like, do other people Mm -hmm. think he's cool enough? Like, does he fit in? And like, very much trying to look at him through like other people's eyes in social situations. And you're like, yeah, is he good at a conversation? And the, and that, that was what was really important to me when we were dating mm-hmm. and something I'd look for. And then I kind of like, you know, now, you know, that we've been together for a while and we're actually like expecting our first child. And I realized like, you know, when we were first together, like I knew we, I'd have kids eventually, but it wasn't like a, oh, this is what I want right now. Right. So yeah. it wasn't even really like something I, thought about was like how is he going to be with kids and like thankfully he's going to be an amazing dad but like I was not evaluating for that and I'm like I was more worried about how he does it like a dinner conversation at a dinner party right how he's going to be day-to-day with like our children yeah (laughs) yeah I think interesting that made me think about uh you know something that we've talked about in the mastermind is thinking about um like the mastermind that you're in with me, right. Is thinking about values and thinking about like, how do we use those to kind of structure our businesses and our coaching and all of that. And I think that it's kind of that same thing, right. It's like, what is important? Like maybe the more important thing is the more overarching value of it all, instead of, you know, seeing him through your friend's eyes and like, is he good at carrying conversations with them versus like, okay, well, what is the actual value that that would mean, right? Is he like charismatic? Is he, you know, whatever it is and applying that in a broader sense of like, okay, I do want this in a person, but it doesn't always have to show up in this very exact way that I think it should. Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes, yeah, when you know, okay, that's the thing I really want is realizing like, I think a lot of times when we like make our list of like here, okay, here's the person I want. Here's all the things. And like, we have this kind of like vision of what it's going to look like. Right. And then realizing, yeah, maybe really what was more important to me is like someone who is able, who like loves and cares about other people. Right. And so like, like totally is who he is. It's just that shows up so different than like, you know, maybe is a little bit more shy or reserved in a big group of people. Right. (laughs) So understanding what's really important there for you and being willing to kind of broaden your vision of it rather than just, this is the way it has to be. Yeah. Cause that same, um, characteristic will also make him a great dad, right? right? It's like that same thing that you're like, Oh, I, I want him to act this way or re- interact with my, my friends this way at dinner parties. When you kind of zoom out and you don't 
make it such a specific thing, those character characteristics that are important to you will be the same that will make him a good husband for a long time, right? A good yeah. dad, a like love your family, whatever it is, all of those things. Unless like fleeting and short-term kind of thing. Yes. So even I'm curious, like bring it back to kind of like the right way to do things. Like, why do you think that that's maybe like not as useful of a way to approach our relationships, like careers, just decision-making in general? Probably a couple reasons. The one that stands out just right away is first, it's just not actually measurable. Like it's Mm -hmm. until you go try it and see if it works, right? Whatever the thing is, I mean, you could think, okay, is this the right job? For example, Mm -hmm. I think so. It sounds amazing. I love this. This is like my dream job. And then you start, start, right. And it's like, oh, I actually don't love this at all. Right. So it's like a lot of times when you're trying to decide ahead of time, if something is right or wrong, we don't really have all the information that we need. We just have like the thoughts about it. Like, I think I will like this thing. I think I want this. I think I want the guy who owns the bar. <laughs> yeah. Turns out maybe not. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just like, not, there's just not a science to it. Unfortunately, if there were, I mean, if someone like made that, they'd make a lot of money, but <laughs> I don't think it's coming anytime soon. So the other thing is it doesn't allow you to find your way. So when you, so if you think about coaching, this is something I teach in coaching, right? It's like so many coaches spend tons of time trying to figure out like, what is the right way to coach my clients? What's the exact right process, the exact right tools to use the, you know, the right way. Just tell me and I'll do it. And my approach to that is, well, that's, that's actually not what we're doing here. We're not finding the right way. We're finding your way. And you have to be willing to go like, try the things, right? You have to learn it, go try it with your clients, evaluate, see how it goes. And if you can't do that, right. If you're just spending all the time spinning in the, like, excuse me, looking for the right way, there's no learning. There's no moving forward. There's no deciding like, Oh, this is my right way. And I'm going to love it until I don't possibly. Right. But like, until I have more information and then I can move forward from there. Yeah. I love, I love so much what you just said, but I think that idea of like, there's no learning and looking for the right way Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Yeah. It really just keeps you stuck in one place, right? Like there's no growth there. There's no learning and really what it does. And you address this a little bit in the podcast I listened to, but it keeps you looking for all the things that aren't working, mm-hmm. right? Because you're constantly questioning, is this right? Whether it's the job, the relationship, the coaching, the whatever, when you're constantly questioning, oh, is this right? Or is it wrong? Especially since brains are just wired to find the wrong, right? Brains are like, mm-hmm. no, 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 I'm going to show you the danger. So here it is. Here are the things that we don't like. So just red flag, this might not be right. Yes. And that's going to happen no matter what, even if, right. Like if you think about relationships, like even if when you first meet someone, you're like, he is, he, she, they, whatever, like they are perfect, Mm -hmm. perfect in every way. They check all of the boxes at some point. 
you're going to be like, you know, I, I don't like the way he, you know, wakes up early every morning or whatever it is. Like, there are just going to be little things that you're like, oh, turns out this, this isn't like my perfect option, Yeah, but that's okay. Right. But if you are obsessing over it and constantly thinking like, oh no, this is a sign. It's not right. It's just going to grow right? Like whatever you focus on, is just going to grow and grow and grow until you're like, well, I just can't do this anymore because this one thing has now turned into 50. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now I think also too, is a lot of times that like perfect checklist that we have is well, and it's like, it's hypothetical, right? Because it's like a lot of times we might like, I think some of the things we might have on our list actually can clash. Oh yeah. Totally. So we talked about this and, you know, our mastermind is like how our strengths and weaknesses often go hand in hand together. And so, you know, like maybe we're wanting someone who's very chill and easygoing, but also he's really hardworking. And like, it, it's like on some level, one of those traits is not going to be existing at the same time. Right. Yes. And sometimes I think we pick from a place of like, so that it matches us and definitely what I have learned over I, we've been together, I would say probably about 20 years is matching. Isn't always the best. Like sometimes he's such a good balance for me because, you know, like that was one thing about him when we, we were friends for a long time. And then we started dating. And when we started dating, one thought I had was like, he's too much of like an introvert kind of Uh like, he's kind of quiet and not as outgoing as I am and doesn't necessarily want to go like do all the things that I want to do. And now I'm like, thank goodness we both aren't like that. Cause that would just be a, a little much sometimes, right? Like he is the perfect balance to my like, go, go, go. He's like, no, no, no. Let's, how about we just not go today? Like, yeah. Let's, let's just hang out. <laughs> and that like that same piece of evidence, right. Then the beginning, your brain could have took and be like, oh my gosh, this is so wrong da, 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 that you're able to look at it and be like, this is actually why our relationship works really well for us. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And I even for like my job, right? Like I travel a lot. I own my own business. I'm very like from day to day, my schedule is always kind of changing. Sometimes it can be a little more unpredictable. And he's like, I'm good. I'm just here. I'll take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. Like you can be gone for a week. He doesn't mind at all. Right. Like it's just such a good balance. And if I had married a person who's more like me, I'm sure we would work it out and it would be like, that's not necessarily right or wrong either. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. But it would just be a different that. dynamic. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out though. Cause I'm like, I bet some of my clients are listening to this and they're like, well, we're both like this, right? Yeah, no, that's not a problem either. Right. right. But it's just because I have spent the last 20 years, right. Like making this the right relationship for me, yes. I see it this way. Right. I see it through the lens of like, Oh no, this is actually perfect. Like he does this. I do this. It's great. But there are some ways that we are very similar. That's not a problem either. Yeah. Okay. Making this relationship right for you. What does that mean to you? Cause I think that is so powerful. Yeah, I think so, you know, it goes right along with a lot of the stuff that we have already discussed, but it's really just like choosing even when something comes up, even when you notice, or even when something changes, right? Because that's the thing is like, not that our, I don't think our personalities drastically change, but I know as I get older, like I don't 
I don't even love to go out and do the things that I used to do, right? Like some Mm -hmm. things about me have changed and, you know, it's like noticing stuff like that and just still choosing like, and I still love him with this new way or whatever, right? It's not usually overnight, like drastic changes, but it's just like, oh, like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Nothing's coming to mind right now. Um, but one example I have that you'll probably appreciate is I remember after we had, so we have two, two get two kids. Um, and after I had, after we had our first daughter, just a lot of things changed in our life, right? Like it just, you have a baby and it's just different. You can't just mm-hmm. go wherever you want all the time and you're tired a lot and you know, things are just different and also amazing in the best way. Um, <laughs> And I think you can look at that two ways, right? It's like you either adapt to it and choose to love this new version, or you could just spend the whole time fighting against it. And like, this is terrible. I hate it. I hate everything about it. And, you know, just like kind of spinning out about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is kind of like a marriage. Like you just get to choose every day. This is this is working. This is exactly what I want. Or it's not working. Let's, but like, let's examine why, right. Instead yeah. of just like, oh my gosh, it's wrong. Just yeah. like, oh, this isn't working for me. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It gives you more room for like growth of just like either rather than like, it's right or it's wrong of like, okay, like I'm choosing this and making this work or like, okay, this isn't working for me. And now it's not just, oh my gosh, it's wrong. And I have to leave. But like, okay, but here's like data for us. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to use that to like make our relationship into more of what we want? Yeah. I think it's a lot like that. The podcast I listened to of yours about attraction, right. And about like, when you just tell yourself, like, this is the only option. I can only be attracted to this one person forever for the rest of my life. Like this is, this is it period. I think it's the same idea, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, telling yourself, oh my gosh, nothing can ever go wrong in this relationship. It has to be perfect at all times or Mm -hmm. else we're doomed, right? Or else it's like, this is the wrong relationship. It's literally impossible. It's just impossible. You're going to get in arguments. You're going to like, stuff is going to come up just like it would be pretty impossible. I think maybe I'm wrong, but to find just like one person attractive forever, right? Like you can look around the world and be like, whoa, there are many attractive humans. And I think it's the same idea. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, cause like, I think, you know, trying to just think about it in terms of shopping, right. If you're trying to pick out your favorite, like outfit that you like the way it looks, right. It's like your taste or opinion on that can change. Right. It might like, it's going to age over time. Right. Oh yeah. naturally I don't know why like we think it's different but that somehow if we just find the right person that then it's like okay that's the only person you could ever feel attracted to ever like yeah I think a little bit of it is just kind of the narrative we've been taught right and like movies and from our not not necessarily from my parents but from parents sometimes um for you know from whoever and I just think it's not it's just not a good one it's not what a good one to believe because it's literally impossible. Yeah. Yes. And it actually, if anything, like tends to squelch the attraction you do have with them again, when you're like, I have to feel that all the time. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But just like if you, if you get in arguments or you, um, my husband and I actually aren't really arguers. We're more of like avoiders. So uh-huh. instead of like having the big, you know, blow up or whatever, we're just like, ah, I'm just not going to talk to you for like a day. Um, so that's more our style. And I think, you know, just thinking like that's not supposed to happen or like that should never happen or else is probably more likely that it's going to happen more, right? Because you're so focused on like, oh my gosh, this can't happen. It's terrible. No, it just happens. Like that's just part of being in a relationship. Yeah. So actually, and that's interesting too. Like when you have those moments, is that the perspective that you kind of just like look at it with of like, yep, this is just part of being in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, of course in the moment, right? Like when you're pretty upset or you're like really feeling whatever upset about something, or disagreeing or, you know, whatever. I don't know that that's like, I don't think my head goes there immediately. Really? Right. Yeah. It's more like, ah, like just lots of emotion, but afterwards, like when the emotion is kind of calmed down. Yeah. It's like, of course, of course we argue. And I think like working through those things actually always feels like it makes us closer. Yeah. Instead of just which is the difference between like, this is not supposed to happen versus of course, this is just part of what relationships look like. Now let's like talk about it and work it out. Yeah. One's like kind of swimming upstream almost. Right. And just going against what is happening in your relationship versus just working with it. Like, I know I've definitely seen that for me at like after arguments to be able to just be like, yeah, you know, like this is part of our process. This is part of our dynamic in our relationship. And like, we're working on things. And that definitely like creates such a quicker shift than to just be like, oh my gosh, that shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened. And then you just like stay stuck in it longer almost. You know, it's interesting. I just thought of this as you were talking, if you apply the concept of like right or wrong, even to, to arguing or whatever, like getting in a fight, whatever it is that, that you do, um, I think it's kind of the same thing. So like for us over 17 years, 20 years, whatever, we've had to learn to argue. Like we've had to learn how to communicate with each other. We've had to learn things that are like, you know, like, like I said, I'm, I'm my kind of attachment style. I don't know if you talk about that on here, but is definitely, I'm going to avoid, I avoid all the things. Um, and I have a past of just not like witnessing a lot of really terrible relationship things. So I, my brain goes to like, okay, I'm out of here. Like I just remove myself from the situation mm-hmm. and he's had to learn like that used to make him really upset. Like, why would you just walk away? Like what we need to talk about this. Like we must work through it immediately. And that's one thing he's been so great about is like knowing, Oh, like this is just her response immediately. And then we can talk about it. Right. But it's yeah. just stuff like that. And I've learned stuff about him. Right. But it's like stuff like that, just learning over time how, again, there's no one right way to have an argument, to have a disagreement. There's like finding your way and finding the way that it like you learning all the little quirks and all the little things about your partner and then doing it better next time. Yeah. Because there's going to be a next time. Like that's just how relationships are. Yes. I think that piece is important to remember too, because I think sometimes there might be a tendency of, okay, I'm going to learn and figure it out and I fixed it. And now it's next never going to happen. We're going to do again. it right forever. <laughs> yeah. It's such um, a weird concept. If you kind of expand like out, right. And think about just two humans in the world 
coming together and just thinking like, okay, two humans, now that you're together, it's going to be perfect. You're never going to disagree. You're never going to argue. Like everything is just going to be easy hundred <laughs> percent all the time. Right. It's just such a weird thing to think that that would, could even happen. I don't care if you think someone is like your soulmate still, that's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love my kids unconditionally. And still they, I have a 12 year old. She's getting to the point that I'm like, listen, some days like, I love you so much, but today I don't say this to her, but right. Like today I'm like, I don't like you so much today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it is also interesting too. Cause yeah, we don't ever put that level of expectation on any other person in our life. Like I think, yeah, looking at best friend, kids, family members, we, we can recognize like how crazy it is. But yeah, I think just because the idea is so fun in movies, we like eat it up for our relationship. Yeah. Um, And I do want to be clear, especially because of, I've kind of hinted at like stuff that I've experienced in my life. Right. But it's like, of course there's the space for boundaries and like, okay, this thing can never happen ever. Right. Like that is a no for me. I I, like, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. This is not something I do in relationships or allow to happen to me or whatever, but I just want to be clear, like, that's not what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm right. talking about just your everyday, you know, disagreement yes. on how much money to spend on vacation or, like, whatever. That was the last thing I can think of that we yeah. had a little, like, tip about. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I think it also definitely doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, we might really decide for certain things in a relationship of like, yeah, that's wrong. And that's not okay for me. Right. You don't yeah. treat me like that. And like, yes, I choose to walk away from a relationship, right. Where, you know, like you, these certain things are never okay. Right. Yes. Um, and I think I always love that distinction of like, Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I just always like to point out that distinction. Cause there always is a both sides, right? Like, yes. yeah, there is no right or wrong, but also you can choose something is wrong for you. Like this is just, this is a no for me. And that's it, period, right? Like that, that's always available. Just, you can also choose that something is right for you in the same way and never think about it again. And I think for like my anxious listeners that are like, what if I do need to choose this wrong? And da, 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 right? I think a lot of times when there's a lot of thought and overanalyzing is more where anxiety starts coming into play. I think when like things are genuinely like against our boundaries and are clearly wrong, there is no overthinking it. It's just very much like that's a no for me. And and you know, there's yes, this I'm talking about the no that you just know in your body. This is not okay. Right. Like actual safety or some kind of like something that you are just like, this is a no (laughs) period done. If you're going back and forth about like, is this right? Is it wrong? Is it like whatever? There's probably some more exploring to do there. Cause that that's not what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> um, I have a podcast too, right? You know this. And so sometimes I get comments that are like, well, you shouldn't explain it like that because like, what if people, and they'll say like the opposite. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is always, <laughs> it's always such a good reminder again of like, there's no right or wrong. Cause there's always someone over here thinking this thing. And then there's someone totally on the other side. Yes. Thinking, right. It's like, if you apply it through this lens, great. If you apply it through this opposite lens, maybe not great. Not as useful. 
So yes. it's always a gray area. And I think, yeah, that's why, yeah, even listening to other people's advice or what other people have to say on relationships is like not even taking that through the filter of, oh, this is the right thing and this is wrong, right? But being able to listen to things intentionally and just be like, hey, is this thing that I'm hearing useful for me in my relationship, right? Yes. It's pretty much exactly what I teach in coaching, yeah. right? It's like you learned this thing you decided it was right for you. But at some point, like once you've been coaching for a while, you get to decide, is this right for me? Right? Like maybe I want to decide how do I want to do it? Mm -hmm. What are my decisions here? And yeah, we could apply that to really anything, right? Anything in our lives. So are there any other, like we talked a lot about the, yeah, finding your way to do it. Um, Like what else do you find helpful to kind of shift out of you know, thinking the right or the wrong way, or even like finding your way kind of thing. It's funny you say that because I like literally right here, you can, we're, of course the listeners can't see this, but we can see each other. We're on zoom. And right next to me is a board. I've been filming videos for this program that I have coming. And I just filmed videos about decisions and it was funny when you just asked me that. I just thought, oh my gosh, I literally right here have this checklist. But one of them that comes to mind, like one thing you could just ask yourself, I can just tell you like some of them actually. Um, I think the one that stands out to me is just be- being curious about like, what are you afraid of, right? Like, what are you afraid yeah. of when it comes to making the wrong decision, especially in relationships? I think that that could be just something to just, you know, that your listeners could just explore on their own. Like anytime they find themselves stuck in that, like, okay, there's a right, there's a wrong. I have to choose. What am I going to do? I think just asking yourself like, okay, what am I afraid of? Right? Like if I make the wrong choice, what is it? Like what comes up for me? Because a lot of times I think we don't really think through that. It just becomes this like big, scary debate thing (laughs) that isn't even really defined. Yeah. Right. So for example, if it's like, if the answer is like, oh my gosh, well, I'm just scared of, you know, divorce for mm-hmm. example, right? Like in a relationship, I'm just scared. Like if I pick the wrong person, like we're get, we will end up divorced. Well, you can't know that ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just not something you can know. And you can take your brain to the place. It's like, okay, what if that happened? What would I do? Would I be Okay. Would I be able to figure it out? Right. Like what, and you, not like all the way down the anxious road of yes. like, what would Making I do? But just kind of like <laughs> soothing yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, no, I would be okay. That's something I had to do before I got married. Cause I thought I was never getting married. And my husband was like, no, we are like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the one who had to kind of like talk me into it. Yeah. And he just had kept, this is why he's so perfect for me because my anxious brain I think kind of does the opposite probably of maybe like what a lot of your clients do. I was like, this just isn't for me, right? Like I'm just out. I'm just going to, I'll just date people forever. I'll just have like short relationships. It's going to be great. And yeah, my husband was like, no, you're not doing that. That's that's weird. (laughs) Don't be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, definitely. Some of my clients' brains go there. Like, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I can make, right. Ultimately it's that the same thing sounds more appealing because it's the way to avoid the big scary thing, right? When really, yeah, then you don't have to make the decision at all. 
Yes. If yes. I, if I never get married, I just don't have to decide if this person's right or wrong, or yeah. if it's going to go well, or if it's not, or any of the things I can just yeah. ignore it altogether, which ultimately is what you're doing. I think, I guess it's one thing if you genuinely decide marriage is not something you want in your life. Right. For sure. But if like, that is something you really know is like something you value and something you see if like you want to build a family. Right. And then because you're afraid of getting it wrong and you're so afraid of getting divorced, then you're like, I'm just not going to pick that. I'm not going to choose that is like, you're just automatically failing by default. Right. You're just like, I'm yeah. not even going to shoot for it. Totally. Yeah. I can't even imagine what my life would be. And again, what you just said, totally fine. If someone chooses, right. Like really makes that conscious choice of, I don't want to be married or I like whatever. Right. I am, I am very flexible on any relationship types, like all welcome in my opinion. Um, but for me, I know underneath all of it, of course I wanted to get married. Of course I wanted this, the relationship. Right. And yeah, I think that was just kind of my protection was like, nah, I just, I'm good. Yeah, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if our brain's so afraid of like divorce and it wants to make sure that doesn't happen. It's like, okay, what's the one way you can guarantee that? It's like, just yeah, don't get married, married, right? <laughs> yep. But then you're not getting the thing you really want either, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um. Okay. Any other like last thoughts or like relationship advice or just like um things that you would want to share with our listeners? Okay. Something that just came up for me, just kind of popped into my brain out of nowhere is I think it goes along with this, um, idea of like the, the right or wrong decision. I think sometimes we, when we feel a little hint of fear or nervousness or anxiousness, even we can take that as a sign of like, this is wrong, right? Like this is the wrong Mm -hmm. choice. And I think that's, I think that that was like my default before, before I found my husband. I know I still do it sometimes now, just that little, like, oh, this feels scary. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to avoid it altogether. Right. I'm just a no. And I think sometimes it actually can be a guide, right? It's like, this feels scary because we, it's actually something we do want and it's okay to lean into it again, not scary in like a safety issue type way, but in a like, oh my gosh, is this real? Is it, could it be this good? Like, is this possible for me? Those, all those little fears. I think sometimes letting those guide you and like, okay, maybe I feel this way because I really want this thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. I think I've definitely found that in my life too. Those areas like that thing that I'm really scared to do ends up being like even more like the thing that I really wanted and needed to go for. Yes. Which a lot of times we live our life on autopilot or opposite of that, right? Which is, oh, fear. Okay. Turn around. Right. Yeah. I think it's very common. I mean, this is why I had a coach for probably a couple of years before I was a coach. And this is one of the biggest things that I realized is how often I was, you know, if you just asked me then like, oh, are you, do you make a lot of decisions based on fear, I would have said like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I think for me, it was more of like the, the little teensy fear would pop up. And so I would just run the other way, right. I would just yeah. do the opposite thing. Just go to the place, the like comfortable knowing of, of the thing I've always done that maybe I don't really want to be doing anymore, but I'm like terrified to do the other thing. 
instead of, you know, through coaching, I think one of the biggest things I found is like, oh, that fear is there. And maybe that's a good thing, right? Like, how can I use that energy, that power, the, the, like whatever's happening in my body, how can I use that for me and use it to guide me instead of running away from it? Yes. I love that. How can thinking about that in terms of your relationship is how can you use this fear that's coming up for you rather than just as a way to dictate what's right or wrong is like, how can you use that to propel you into more of what you want? So yes. Yeah. Um, okay. One last thing. Sorry, really quick. Cause when you just said that, it made me think even, you know, we're talking about like being in a disagreement and argument, right. It's like, even when that fear pops up for me now of like, Oh no. Cause my brain still immediately goes to like, Oh no, I better get out of here. Right. Like that, that type of thought. And I think even fear that fear shows me like, it only feels scary because I care Yeah, because I want to be here. If it felt scary or if it, if I felt nothing, right. Like that's what we think we want in the moment is to like, not feel that way, not feel the fear, not feel the whatever. But if I didn't, it would just be like, there wouldn't even be an argument, but not in a good way. Right. It would just be like, yeah, I don't even care about this. That's just like, whatever. No, no emotions about it. Not actually what we want. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the end, as much as we like, like that idea of like, okay, happily ever after and I'm just still love and it's just gonna be like all these amazing emotions is like really what we want is to be human and to actually like feel angry and annoyed and frustrated and fearful sometimes right yeah that's it awesome nailed it thanks so much for coming on (laughs) thank you for having me this was so fun all right thanks so much for tuning in today I hope you loved this episode as much as I did. Lindsay has so, so much good knowledge. And I hope that next time your anxious brain gets spiraling about the right choice, that you might be able to take a step back and just really question what that even means. So thanks so much for tuning in. Y'all have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.